You're listening to the Casual Swinger Podcast. As your host, we need to warn you that the material you're about to hear may be sexual or explicit in nature. This podcast is intended for an adult audience. Now, we don't expect you to act like adults. What's the fun in that? We're a married couple living in Florida with over 13 years of experience in the lifestyle, and we take almost nothing seriously. Casual Swinger is a variety show, meaning we'll cover everything from music to events, travel, and even the occasional hilarious screw-up. Our show is about entertainment. We're not licensed professionals. Not anything. And our stories, commentary, and guidance should not be confused with the opinions of a licensed professional. Now that you know, let's take those pants off and get comfy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Casual Swinger. I'm Mallory. And I'm Mickey. And we're here with you for Season 3, Episode 18. For novelty, use, only. Mm, this is going to be an interesting conversation. Yeah, this is one we've been kind of putting off for a while. And it's, you know, we've, as since we got into the sex toy business, we've just kind of kept looking back at everything that was going on and going, what the hell is going on? Yeah, yeah. There's um, been multiple revelations we've had. And, you know, as the knowledge we've gathered, I think it's really important to share that with some of our listeners. So it is. And I want to say maybe a month and a half ago, we made the decision to take Casual Toys Body Safe, which meant taking a lot of product out of the store. I want to say looking at the available products, it's probably more than 70% in some cases, depending on the product lines. Well, yeah, it's there's a lot of things we choose not to carry. And we took over 2,000 products out of the store. Yeah. Just buy. Yeah. Like, you're dead to me. Yeah. Yeah, and for, for multiple reasons, which we'll get into later in the show. Yeah, we will. But in the meantime, before we get into all that shit, you want to talk about the meet and greet a little bit? Yeah, man. So we had a meet and greet. Uh, last podcast, we announced it. Um, it was a really great time. I enjoyed myself. A uh, couple of hiccups. The weather didn't exactly cooperate, but we had a, a great turnout. Got to meet some of our future PCAP partiers which yeah, is amazing which was so cool that those guys Super all cool. showed up in force i can't thank the pcap crew enough which is just a bunch of folks that are coming to pcap that just decided to join us yeah it was cold as shit for florida actually it was like 55 yeah the, yeah the pool was absolutely a no-go yeah the like, worst time ever to have a pool party i think god hates me <laughs> is what it pulls down to yeah yeah we ended up with some new speakers but whatevs yeah yeah the dj didn't show so i got to run out to sam's club and buy speakers and make <laughs> use of mallory's Dancing my ass off playlist. <laughs> it was a little bit of a shit show, but we ended up having a great time. We even had uh, uh, two couples that were were friends with locally that surprised us. Yeah, that, that was showed so up. cool to that see. That. Actually, so awesome. that might have made my night if the Peppy Pineapple hadn't showed up, and she was so freaking. Supportive. Oh my gosh! I just it. My heart was so full leaving there. Yeah, it really was. Uh, it. I mean, we lost our ass, but we still had a good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know that we're um, good business people at this point. No, I really, really have to not. question our sanity as well. But I, I am looking forward to doing another one, especially when the weather warms up. Yeah, I, I think we should definitely do it. I'd love to do another pool party one, too, because I think that was definitely in our wheelhouse. Oh, 100%. Even the venue was in our wheelhouse. It just, just the weather did not help and a few other little things went wrong. So, you know what? I think you got to do your first one. And like you said, maybe it was a little bit of a blessing that the weather turned south because a lot of the people that had signed up on SDC 
didn't come because of the weather, and that was fine. Yeah, that's fair enough. And you know what, though? It led to a more intimate environment, so I got to spend a little time when I wasn't at the door because we didn't have a door person either. They didn't show. We still had, like, 50 people. I mean, it didn't suck. Yeah, no, it was great. It was still really, really great. So thank you to everyone that came out to support us, and we'll announce the next one. Um, Speaking of the next one, do you want to talk about Jeep Beach a little bit, or is it too soon? Did I just bust the bubble? Oh, why do you got to go and bust the bubble? I know. I don't follow directions. No, I tell you what, that's a fine time to talk about Jeep Beach. So coming up here in April, if you guys aren't aware, and those of you that don't drive Jeeps, that's fine uh, that you don't drive a Jeep, but we are Jeep people. Uh, A lot of people don't know that about us, but I I have a couple of them, actually. It's uh, one of my passions. So this thing goes down in Daytona in April. It's called Jeep Beach. And what happens is thousands of people go out to Daytona Beach and just drive them down the beach and act like total assholes. Yeah, no, and it's a, it's a great time. April's um, absolutely beautiful out there. Sometimes it gets a little chilly at night, but the beach days are fucking amazing. And we talk a lot about, like, if we could marry, like, our jeeping life and our swinger life, like, it would be, like, utopia, mecca, what else would you call it? Yeah, I don't know. Nirvana. Nirvana. There you go. Yeah. I, and for me, I just think that it'd be super fun. We're going to be on the beach anyway. Uh, it's more than likely going to be, you know, very vanilla for us because we are going to have some friends that have kids around. But if you happen to be a Jeep or you're coming into the area for Jeep Beach and you want to hang out and say hi, stop in and say hello, make sure to reach out to us either on our Twitter page, on Instagram, one of our Facebook pages, or just send us an email at podcast at casualswinger.com and say, hey, come to Jeep Beach. Would love to stop and say hi. Maybe we'll have a casual swinger pair of sunglasses or a t-shirt to throw your way. Yay. Yeah, it'll be kind of I fun. I love it. But our world lately has been basically like people in our house every freaking weekend. Uh, it sounds that way. Yeah, we just had Jess and Derek here. Yeah, it's Isn't so it? great when I they come I love to those visit. guys. They make, they make my heart sing. I, I think it's safe to say we have a crush on those two. Oh, Big time. Yeah, What's think? above crush? Like, but not like stalker crush? creepy-ish. Mm, I don't know. I'm, I feel it's it's kind of stalker anyone creepy-ish has a, already. Yeah. If anyone, <laughs> if anyone has a word for it, please message if, me. If you can stalk somebody that lives 2,000 miles away from you, then that's that's what we're doing, right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, nah, we were really excited. They came down to visit. We just kind of hung out and did silly things and played games and went to the beach. Poor Jess burnt her ass so badly. <laughs> Like, her ass looks like a tomato, guys. Like, Aww. I mean, and it's a beautiful ass. It is. It's it's an ass that I would love to put my face in again repeatedly soon. You, you know but, what you should do? You should rub aloe on your face and then rub your face on her ass. Oh, this is perfect. I know. Jess, if you're listening, I'm going to need you to come over. I'm going to rub aloe on your ass with well, my face. they'll be back this weekend. I know. I know. I was just hoping that she's going to listen <laughs> and I can, between now and then. Love it. And I'm going to just wipe aloe all over my face. I'll probably burn my eyeballs out because it'll be like the soothing aloe that has alcohol in it and I won't know it. And then I'll scream and fall down the stairs and that'll be the end of my evening. It would be your luck, but I advise you to read the label. Uh, yeah, I probably should. That's all right. But, you know, the other thing, uh, speaking of beach and Jeep Beach and going to the beach with Jess and Derek, uh, you know, PCAP uh, is coming up and a lot of the PCAP people have been just raping our swimsuit collection. Dude, the Daisy actually has a really great line, and some of them are a little more, you know, fancy is not the great word, but, like, they're definitely, like... You don't want to get in the water with them almost. They're so nice. No, but they're sexy as fuck. Like, they're sparkly and tiny, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, it's been a hit lately. Sometimes, like, and I think our all-time greatest customer in the history of ever is probably Allie of Allie and DJ. Oh, 100%. Yeah, she, like, she buys shit like every week on her store, but she was swimsuit shopping, and the one that she picked out actually wasn't in stock. I think the bottoms weren't in stock in her mm-hmm. size or something. So what ended up happening was she's like, well, just pick me one. 
I'm like, uh. Oh, no pressure. Yeah, I'm not the guy you want <laughs> picking shit out for you. But How'd I went ahead and picked, I picked one for her and she loves it. Yay, so good job. And I was like, yes. And it looks amazing on her. So that was, that was pretty handy. But anyway. Yeah, she's you know. great. Thanks for putting my kids through college. <laughs> right, I don't think she hasn't bought that much yet. Let's come on, calm down. Hey, wishful thinking. All right, a little, little wishful thinking never hurt anybody. But uh, no, I just I'm really excited that we've reached that time of the year where we're going to the beach and we're talking about PCAP, which is not that far away. It's uh, in May. I I'm so excited. I'm also so nervous because I've I've got some general ideas. There are theme nights involved for the evening events, and I love theme nights. I I absolutely love them, and I I really want to step my game up. So. I'm in planning mode to try to fit all the pieces into my ideas, and I think there's a couple that are a little too outlandish. Yeah. Or I've dialed it back because I learned my lesson. Oh. Like, you know, stuff that doesn't get us laid. Oh, that. Yeah. You mean like dressing me like a fucking zombie? Yeah. Yes. That was, okay, let's not so, do that So there's been a couple of rewrites. So now, you know, that I have the big ideas, it's it's time to do some shopping, and I, and I have a few things to work through, but I think we can do it. Well, the other thing I need to do is I need to launch the theme night section on Casual Toys because there's not just PCAP. I mean, people go into Hedo and stuff like that. So that is coming for us, for you guys that are. You know, you know, and that's a great point. Listeners. Like hotel takeovers too, like um, popular ones that you see often are like glow night, 80s night. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes they feed into each other. It would be nice for me as a shopper to have a collection there that it's easy pickings. Like it, you kind of think for me. Yeah, so it I just like takes that. a while to go through all of it. But we're going to get that done. And, you know, speaking of PCAP, by the way, I don't know if you guys listened to the last episode. I hate to be that guy that assumes that you listened to the last episode. But we had Kate from Wanderlust Swingers slash Swinging Down Under, the proprietor, proprietess, I don't know what you want to say, of Podcast of Proprietess sounds sexy. That's kind of kinky. Yeah, She's the proprietess. Let's call her that. Anyway, yeah, we had her live in studio and... We got some of the best feedback, and and I try to share it all with you, Mal, if I can, but we got just the best feedback on that episode and just how humanizing it was because I think Kate is so professional and so damn good when she's on her show that she just kind of laid back. And, you know, somebody pointed out, well, actually, it just made me crack up. Are you going to talk about the intro? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I love that, that she kind of broke our our standard and and interrupted and, like, contributed to our intro part, which I loved because it was so off the cuff. Yeah. She made it impossible for us to maintain our normal professionalism, which I hesitate (laughs) to call us professional in anything. I was going to say, that's ironic. I know, but she made it impossible. She's like, no, no, you don't get to do your normal shtick. I'm in the studio. (laughs) It It was was so much fun. fun. I would do that a hundred times over. I just had a blast talking to her. She was really good, but if you guys haven't looked at Podcastapalooza yet, or if you live under a rock, or maybe you know you were a little concerned about where things were going with COVID, and you're feeling better with all the vaccinations that are out there today, make sure you check out www.podcast-a-palooza.com. There are still some rooms left, and I I really believe this. I know I said this last year, and it didn't happen, but now this it's going to be the can't-miss lifestyle opportunity event it really is like she said there's things that are happening that even we don't know which is exciting for me i know we're going and we're going to be contributing as well but at the same time i feel like there's there's a lot left for for me as well so i i'm just losing my shit with excitement to be able to get there but you're right i think around people again too well that too and it's non you know international travel so if you're especially in the lower 48 yeah you know miami's really easy to get to it's a beautiful Beautiful time of year to get there. It's not a huge investment in time like Desire or Hito where you have to go at least five to seven days. Mm -mm. 
you know, um, I, I really feel like this has got all the makings of a can't miss lifestyle event that's going to end up being an a- annual thing. Yeah. And I mean, not necessarily going to be in Florida, right? She might move it around, but I just think it's going to be so wicked and, you know, the dipshits for spring break won't be there anymore by then. Yeah. By the way, that's not Floridians. I don't know if you guys have seen the memes running around, but well, we've yeah. got our own idiots. We well, don't need I those. was going to say, uh, if you're, if you're a Floridian, we don't go out there because one, we don't like that many peoples. Right? right, we don't do crowds. We, you know, we don't do the parks. We don't do the beaches when they're super crowded. And uh, even in Miami, it's too fucking cold for us. Like yeah. we're not getting in the water. Uh, uh-uh. no. Well, it was hilarious because we were at the beach this weekend with Jess and Derek, and they both went out to the water. And I was, I literally stayed up by the jeep. I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. No, I, I, I compromised. I got my ankle sweat. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't even, even doing that. Even then, it was like five seconds. I was like, merp. Yeah, I got like two months in the water was a tourist. Yeah. <laughs> it was nope. pretty, pretty fantastic. But if you guys don't remember in terms of podcast of Palooza, the hosts include not only us, but we got a thing swinging outside the lines, black and kinky wanderlust. Of course, monogamish marriage, who is a blog that I just adore by the way. And they're super hot. Mm, that too. Toward souls, the beautiful ladies of two hot wives, our Wonderful friends, J and Angie, and that's the Average Swingers. And, of course, the beautiful ladies of Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Sapphic Swingers. Absolutely. And Dave and Andy from Double Date well, Nation. They'll who be are, there, but I don't, I don't even know what they're doing, but I'm going to make them do some with us. Are, are they like sponsors of some they description? They are the sponsors, yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's them and Playhouse LV, who we also know and love. It's like a family reunion. I can't wait. Yeah, we're jacked. I'm not going to lie. This is going to be awesome. And we're bringing a bunch of buttload. I mean, huge goodies. Uh, a bunch huge, of buttloads? A bunch of buttloads of goodies. <laughs> but, but, um, but, um, but, um, but, um. You just needed an excuse for alliteration. Didn't well, I screwed out. it all up. So good. I'm going to leave it in, too. But we are bringing so many goodies with us and a bunch of unique condoms with specials on all that stuff for our PCAP friends. So bring your wallet. <laughs> oh my gosh what Travel- I, I, are you traveling salesman now i'm a capitalist oh god that's all right maybe i'll not. be in the pool with my new friends with my boobies out oh all right well you know if you had your boobies out at the table i might actually sell some condoms <laughs> to me <laughs> <laughs> well you can use them you just bastard use them with your new friends <laughs> just make them buy them you charge me for condoms <laughs> Oh, my God. Buy a pack of condoms. Free round with Mallory. No? <laughs> no. That's not going to go Go down. away. Go home. You're drunk. <laughs> not yet, but I'm working on it. Oh, crap. Well, hey, we have a lot to get into for novelty use only. We really need to probably move over to the main segment here. but Yeah. Do we want to do a quick preface as to why we want to talk I about think, this or we do that? Then I think we, we should. Back? I think we should kind of kick it in a little bit. Uh, specifically, you know, let's talk just really fast about your experience with cheap sex toys, Com- oh coming gosh. up, growing up, buying sex toys, loving sex toys, being on a, on a limited income, you know, because mm-hmm. a young person, yeah. what did they do to you? Did you ever have problems with them? Oh my gosh, all the time. So I've, I've been using sex toys since I was probably 15 or 16 years old. And I've always had issues and I, I chalked it up to me being, um, quote, air quotes, sensitive down there. Um, there'd be burning cessation or some swelling, like, or just general discomfort and after the extensive amount of research and knowledge base that we have now, it turns out that that was a byproduct of the quality of toy I was using and mm-hmm. habitual. And it's not just a price point issue. It's a knack, lack of knowledge issue. And then learning, like you told me, how they're classified based on the certifications and other testing that sex toys go through or do not have to go through based on that classification. 
Yeah, it scared the crap out of it, me. It's it's insane. And that's why I was like, we have to go body safe. We have to get rid of all this crap. Yeah. I mean, we got rid of drawers full yeah. of sex toys. Yeah, I mean, and I have honestly, so I resorted to using like condoms and stuff, but there, there, I remember one experience, I was probably just out of high school, where I couldn't have sex for over a week because it just messed me up. That was an eternity for you in high school. Yeah, yeah, not being able to touch myself, like even my bean, like oh. it, that was awful. Sad, angry little bean. Yeah, angry, angry Mallory. <laughs> On top of it, it's like being hangry, but for sex. I can't touch my pussy. You don't understand. Oh, yeah, bad, bad juju. Oh, not good. We're going to dig into this in just a minute. We're going to come right back. Mal, you want to tell everybody how to find us, and we will come right back. Sure, guys. We're Casual Swinger everywhere. Uh, CasualSwinger.com, and shoot us a message, podcast at CasualSwinger.com. If you have any questions or would like to, I don't know, give us kudos, you can also do that on iTunes. We have social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and we're on the dating sites too. So if you're local and in the area, feel free to check us out. That is Double Date Nation, SDC, SLS, and Cassidy. That's going to do it, folks. We'll be right back with a little more for novelty use only. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Everybody, welcome back to Casual Swinger. Still, Mickey and Mari. Why are you bobbing your head left and right like Stevie Wonder? Because I, I usually don't get to hear um, music in between segments, and I could hear it in the background, so I was just jamming. I've been listening to music all day. <laughs> I'm a happy. Christ. I'm a happy girl. Well, that's going to explain the Mallory's box segment after this. That we'll <laughs> Mallory's <talk to> <laughs> box. <laughs> well, music it's usually box. Mallory's toy box, but yeah. today it's going to be music box. Yes, it is. We'll all get right. there. Fuck that. We'll get into that in a few, but. We're going to talk a little bit about for novelty use only. We're going to talk about sex toys and the safety of sex toys. But before we get into that, I need to make sure that we put a huge plug, huge, 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 like orange guy, huge, right? Huge plug for Dangerous Lily, who has the sex blog, DangerousLily.com. I'm going to link to her in the show notes here, but she seriously maintains the best resource on the internet that I could find at all regarding the safety of sex toys. Which is awesome, like good on her, but also a little frightening that there's a limited amount of information. There's none. Regarding, uh, you know, um, crowdsourcing or personal experience. Yeah, there's a couple other websites that have kind of thrown some stuff up there. And at some point, we're going to write our own guide to this information on casualtoys.com. So yeah, Dangerous Lily does take money from her competitors for her website, but I don't blame her for that. She's a fantastic writer. She has a ton of great info that we probably never would have found if it wasn't for her. So we'll definitely put that in there for you guys to check it out. Yeah, man. But like, for real, seriously, when it comes to the, the these toys companies, like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> for novelty use only. Like that's the thing that really jumped out and struck me. Like these manufacturers often label their products as for novelty use only. If you go to any sex toy store and flip over the package, you're going to see it almost on every package you pick up. And they do it more or less to avoid taking responsibility for the health impacts associated with the use of sex toys that are made from harmful product or harmful materials rather. It's crazy. So they essentially have found a loophole to forgive them of any liability of disclosure of the composure or the um, caution, you know, because we were reading through, and we'll go over these here in just a second, some of the quote-unquote warning labels 
of these, but they're really not, unless you're doing your research, you really don't know the, the potential implications of using that product, not just one time, maybe more than once. Well, yeah. I mean, and who it uses could, sex toy once and throws it away? Well, apparently that's what they're made for. That is literally how they are constructed. And I, it's crazy. I, but I'm over here like, Christ, my first dildo. <laughs> right. I use the shit out of that thing. No wonder. Well, and some of these these disclaimers, right? Some of them are hilariously stupid. Uh, this one that uh, it came on the box, back of a box made in China. I'm not going to call the manufacturer out because that's not the point of this show. The point of this show is not to to go after anybody, but to get you guys to take some personal responsibility for your own bodies and make sure you you look into what these products say. But this is on the back of a vibrator. Now. A lot of times people use a vibrator externally, but sometimes you stick it in, right? I mean, some people do that. Especially the shape. In a lot of cases, the shape almost implies that it's insertable. Yeah, like it's like a rabbit. I don't know. Or in the shape of a penis. Well, and here's the thing. These products say for novelty use only, even though their design, their packaging language, their, their place of sale, everything that's around them, indicates that you're probably supposed to put it internally. Yeah. But yet on the back of the damn box, it says, and I'm quoting this from the literal back of a box of a vibrator, this product is sold and should be used as an adult novelty only and should never be other than for external use. It should not be used on a prolonged or frequent basis. It should not be used on swollen or inflamed areas or near skin lacerations. No medical claims are warranted or implied by the use of this product. Well, first of all, I don't know anybody that's ever used a vibrator for medical reasons since, I don't know, the 50s uh, when it was used to cure what hysteria is it? Hysteria in women. Yeah. I wish they still had that service. I'm just saying. Right. Just go to the doctor I and would get be off. in the doctor every day like, oh, I'm going crazy. Well, it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you could probably use it. But yeah, <laughs> the thing that really pisses me off about this is you, you compare that to like WeVibe who we love and we all of we vibes toys are body safe by the way and legitimately body safe not they don't just say it because they're made of 100 percent medical grade silicone and abs yes which we'll get into the differences of all of that but the first one that you just read from there's like these huge bullet points in front of it and i love that it says external stimulation only safe for anal use (laughs) yeah it's like literally one um are you gonna vibrate the outside of your butthole um okay (laughs) yeah external use only but safe for anal huh yeah it it, it, they're contradictory out the ass uh no pun intended it's a safe for all materials Mm Hmm. skeptical it is squirrel says it's absolutely something we should be skeptical of and something that we should be thinking about on an ongoing basis but we vibe as i was getting ready to say their disclaimer is one sentence, sold as an adult novelty only, not for medical use. So what's with all the, the medical use stuff? We'll get into that in just a second. But, you know, these guys are all putting these disclaimers in their, in their directions, on the back of their boxes. And I think that that maybe should terrify the shit out of us. <laughs> yeah, duh. I, I think <laughs> a little bit. And it, and it makes me want to continuously make that effort to do research as we're adding products in it. But, you know, selfishly and obviously, I need to do that on a regular basis. I've had bags, and I'm not going to lie, because I, I like trying new sex toys. Sex toys are a big part of our lives, personally. And I've I've thrown away, I, I don't know how many so far, just because, you know, there's, there's certain, it's certain composition or... They've aged out. I learned that. It, it aged out. They do. You shouldn't own them after X amount of time. 
certain ones on what depending on what they're made out of. Yeah. yeah. So it's just fascinating. And, and this is obviously this is a little agnostic, but, you know, yes, we're swingers. Yes, sex toys are part of our, you know, non-monogamy and our sex life on that side of the fence, but also our vanilla lives. Yeah, they and, definitely are. And I guarantee, I don't care how long you've been doing this for, there's probably a ton of people that don't know this shit, and it's fucking scary. Yeah, it's utterly devastating when you realize that you've been putting something that's potentially causing you illness and harm inside your body for yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, I've been doing that with booze for a long time, but different story. <laughs> now, you know... I, I think these people do this for a reason, though, and kind of looking over all the different manufacturers and some of the boxes that we have laying around here, they all generally have some form of disclaimer on them. And I kind of think it's like those, when you look at swinger profiles. Are you and, talking about the Sydney? <laughs> yeah, the Sydney University bullshit that everybody puts at the bottom of their profile, and it makes us laugh so hard because it's a total crock of shit. Yeah. It means nothing. It stops nobody from doing anything. And I dare any of you to go find the Sydney University study that supposedly kicked all this off. Good luck. It's not there. It's so not out there. Regardless of whether it exists or not, I have not done my research. I just laughed because it was so prolific, especially like three to five years ago. Oh, yeah. And it's still out there, though. I, I, I have to day. wonder. I have to wonder if it was some sort of social experiment. I don't, I don't know, know what it was, anyway. but I know that everybody did it because everybody else did it. And that's the same reason these sex toy companies are putting this disclaimer on. It's the new version of, like, the email chain letters. Kind of. but Share this with 10 people or you'll have bad luck for a year. Well, it also has to do with the harmonized system codes, which I know what this is because I own a, a store where we sell things. But uh, what it is is when you import a product into the country, you have to assign it a harmonized code. And that harmonized code depends on your import tariff, right? Or your import tariff depends on your harmonized codes, rather. Yeah, but what octave is it in? <laughs> Sorry. I just can't with you. <laughs> the point is you may have to make sure you don't classify as a medical device because if you do classify as a medical device, then the FDA is up your ass and you have lots of testing and, and sort of stuff. that Which that is really ironic because maybe it's intended to be up the ass. And it may be. So, anyway. <laughs> so, let me ask you this. Yeah. What is a body-safe sex toy? That depends on who you ask. Well, I'm asking you. Oh, all right then. Hello. We actually have a pretty simple <laughs> definition for body-safe sex toys. Okay, what is it? Body-safe sex toys are non-toxic, non-porous toys used to help you reach orgasm. Okay. Or prolong sex. And zero known carcinogens. Yeah. Which we've learned that there are toys out there composed of material that have known carcinogens in them. Absolutely. I know. Cue the siren. Right. Like, right. red alert, bitches. Scary. Very scary. I did it. I'm gonna punch you i got to use a sound anyways effect. all right anyway so how does the industry define it though the industry defines it literally how the fuck ever they want how the fuck is that possible because is it because they don't have those gates they have to go through for medical use and they they assign it this novelty classification and kind of gives them carte blanche yeah kind of so it, again kind of going back to that idea that the industry does whatever everybody else is doing so there's a a thing that we're going to talk about here in a few minutes, but it's called phthalates. Now, phthalates 
they are, and we're going to talk about it again more later, but they're plasticizers. They make certain rubbers more lifelike and more flexible, specifically gotcha. things like PVC that are not oh. normally that way. I used to do plasticize back in the 80s. <laughs> it's not an exercise, God damn it! It's, <laughs> uh. Sorry. Anyway, because they want to avoid being classified as medical devices, because then they'd have to deal with, you know, all the fees. That's why they dance around this stuff. They, they just kind of do whatever they want because they're not medical devices. Okay. But being a medical device and, and a novelty are two very different things. They're just not the same. Well, obviously. And I think, like I said, maybe that gives them the ability to, I guess, promote and market it without having any additional information or disclaimers around it. And it can't be cheap to go get a medical certification for a device, right? No. Because, like, you have to do that for, like, if you invent, you know, a new dialysis machine or a machine that does it better, you would have to go through that process. Yes, and it's extremely expensive and takes a really long time, which means time to market goes up, cost of materials goes up. Uh, the quality of goods would stay really high, but your choices would go down. So you're telling me if I got a medically certified vibrator, it would cost me approximately as much as a new car? Pretty much. Okay. Well, awesome. and because insurance companies would then get involved, right, because it's a medical device and all kinds of bad things would happen. So they don't want to be classified as medical devices, so they dance around the issue. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if they had, like, disclaimers like Big Pharma does on, like, like some new pills that are coming right. out? They're, they're trying to get their, you know, money back. And the disclaimer, you know, it's the auctioneer that yeah. talks at the end. Yeah. But most of these companies actually define body safe as being phthalate free. And in the case of lubricants, organic or paraben free. So they're just kind of taking a couple of things that people know or are easily found information about bad things like parabens or phthalates. Uh, parabens would be in lubricants, by the way, but and thi phthalates would be in things like dildos and vibrators. Yeah, but it's kind of the same thing as like cigarettes having the label like no additives. Well, it's still fucking bad for you. Well, that's kind of exactly where they went with this, right? So yeah. some of these guys are even labeling their products with things like FDA approved materials. What, what does that mean? What a shit. What does that mean? What it means is that it's a bullshit way of making it look to your average person like it's been approved by the FDA. And the reality is it hasn't. It's just the shit they made it out of is approved for certain uses by the FDA. Okay, which I totally get because I'm still the girl that looks in the back of the toothpaste uh, box and the back of the toothbrush to see if it's approved by the American Dental Association. Because for whatever reason in my head, that means it's okay. You watched Home Alone one too many times. Uh, No. He totally did that. Remember, he walked up to the front of uh, the pharmacist with the toothbrush. Has this toothbrush been approved by the American Dental Association? Uh, who's watched it too many times now? Oh, no. Yeah, busted. God, I hate Christmas But you know movies. what I mean, though? It does give you, like, this false sense of confidence. And would I be fast-forwarding to the one-time use-only part of the conversation? Uh, no, not at all. So if it's FDA-approved or we were talking about, like, these medical devices or, like, certain materials... Mm -hmm. Even if it's FDA approved, it may only be approved for one-time use only. Well, yeah, because, I mean, for example, TP and TPR, which we're going to talk about those are in a minute, are approved by the FDA for certain uses. Mm -hmm. But like it wasn't, sex right? toys wasn't one of them. Yeah, catheters is a great yeah. example. Catheter and, tubes or TPR. Yeah, and you don't, the, you don't see hospitals, like, sanitizing those and reusing them. Yeah, right? like you just spit on it and put it back yeah, in there. Yeah, even for fine. the same person. Rub so, some dirt on it. You'd be so, all right, boy. It, it, I, I get what you're saying. Like, it totally makes sense, but it's still a little misleading. No, oh, it's a lot misleading. 
It, it really is. And, you know, honestly, body safe is a tough term, right? So I was talking with uh, one of the people I know at a very prominent sex toy manufacturer, and he actually had a lot to say about the subject. He said, you know, one of the biggest challenges they have as a manufacturer is that the word body safe automatically tells people in their mind that if it isn't body safe, it must be body unsafe. Because we really haven't defined what body safe is the way that I defined it earlier. Mm -hmm. So if it's not that, it must be unsafe. And the reality is it's not if you use it once, right? TP and TPR are fine one time. Yeah, but you, say I just spent $20 on this dildo. You're not going to use it once. You're going to use it multiple times. Probably. Yeah. Like, I think instinctually that's the whole intention. Like, who buys a jelly dong and with the intention of using it one time? Well, and jelly dongs may actually not even be safe one time because they're really bad. Correct. So when we talk about TP and TPR, that may not be a jelly dong. So we're going to cover that here in a few minutes. But the reality is just because something is not necessarily body safe, it isn't necessarily body unsafe. It depends on how you use it, how long you use it, and how you care for it. So the short answer on this is if the product is something that is not a medical grade silicone or some of the other things we're going to talk about here in a few, uh, you need to clean it as well as you can. But keep in mind, it's a porous material. We're going to talk about what that means in a second. But and you need to clean as best you can, keep it away from other toys and get rid of it after no more than six to eight months. That still seems like a long time. So my it thing is. was I used to pick condoms because I thought I was super, super, super sensitive right down there. Mm -hmm. So my answer was I'm just going to put a condom on it. And there were and at least half the time um, didn't really help all that much. And the condom would fucking break or disintegrate especially around the base where the uh, ring is roll, the, yeah where the ring is yeah like it would just break so in half what mallory's talking about here guys is that a lot of these toys particularly tpe tpr and pvc in particular pvc is really bad about this they actually bleed oil and they bleed coloring that was actually used in the process of making the toy and is that just naturally what it does or is it because of the reaction it has to the latex condom no they just do that naturally Ugh, so if you leave it in the drawer for a while remember picking them up and notice that they're slick oh, to the touch oh th yeah they almost it, i almost thought they were melting they essentially. were well i didn't know that was a real thing i thought maybe i didn't care for it properly maybe i did something wrong in the sanitization process or like do you remember when the two like melted together and like the oh, yeah. heads were touching and now it was just, just one, one large unit? Screwed up double ended dildo yeah, with the balls then, on the ends, yeah. And then the drawer, I opened the drawer and it was a high, high chemical smell. Like I didn't know what had happened. I knew it wasn't good. So they automatically went in the trash, but I don't think I was smart enough at the time to go, hey, maybe that shit is a bad idea. Well, that stink should tell you something's wrong right out of the gate, number one. But, you know, when we're talking about putting condoms on, on dildos, uh, oil is a bad thing for latex. So if you're going to put a condom on a toy that you suspect is not body safe, make sure it's not a latex condom because latex and oil are a bad mix, which is yeah. why they tell you not to use oil-based lubricants like coconut oil with latex condoms because within minutes, that fucker will snap. Yeah, it literally degrades the material in no time. Exponentially over time. Yeah. So every second, every minute that goes by, it's multiplied in exponents. Yes. And it will snap. It will break. It will split up the middle. The end will come off. All kinds of bad things happen. And then you have babies. Well, I don't know if you have babies from a condom. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, I meant, never mind. 
But anyway, if you are going to use a, a condom on a toy, make sure it's a non-latex condom. A good example of a non-latex condom that is semi-affordable would be Skin by Lifestyles. Uh, used to be the number one uh, condom in the lifestyle before Unique condoms came along, mm-hmm. before we started pushing Unique. And everybody that tries Unique throws their skins away. But keep those skins and use them on your shitty sex toys. There you go. What are those made out of if they're non-latex? Polyethylene. Polyethylene. Yeah, I had to think about that for a second. So let's talk about these unsafe materials and how do I know what it is? Because you mentioned TPE, you've mentioned TPR, PVC. Can we kind of run down the list and give these kids a quick education? Yeah, we'll do it quick. So we're not going to spend a a huge amount of time. And I know I I wrote a ton. Can I try to... Can I try to pronounce the names of these? <laughs> yeah, why don't okay, you? Okay, because be I've fun. just I've just heard them by the acronym. Well, let's start with the big one, which is TPE. This is probably the most commonly used material in sex toys because of its cost. Oh, this one's scary. It should be. Okay. Well, both for me <laughs> saying the name and then the description. But I'll just say the name. Good luck. This is thermoplastic elastomer. That is TPE. <laughs> Now, thermoplastic means that it melts when it gets hot and it gets hard again when it cools, which is actually... Like water. Yeah, right? (laughs) Sorry. Jesus. No, actually, uh, it's actually a really easy way to tell if your toy is actually silicone or not. If you hold it to a flame and it melts... (laughs) Hold on. Did we just recommend them? I don't want you to set your fucking sex toys on fire. No, I'm just saying (laughs) that it's an easy way to tell. If If you really suspect that it's not silicone and it said it was silicone... Uh, if you hold it near open flame and it starts to melt, then yeah, it's not silicone because silicone won't do that. All right. Silicone Disclaimer, will burn. We are not, not responsible melt. for anything you do at your home. And if you do try to light your dildos on fire and they do not melt and catch fire and burn down your house, we are not liable. Uh, that was in the disclaimer in the beginning. Okay. We are not professionals at anything. So are any of these types like FDA approved? Yeah, actually, there's two types of TPE that are FDA approved for single use applications and medical applications. So things like, again, catheter tubes. Okay. So, but the thing of it is, nobody says what type of TPE they use to make their dildo. It just says So there's, there's more than one type. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's like 59 different oh, types of TPE. Me. And two of them are medical grade. So medical it's kind of crazy. One but use only. I didn't say medical grade. <laughs> what, what you I said, said medical grade, didn't oh, I? I thought, I thought you were talking about like Star Wars shit over there. <laughs> no. I was like, who's the nerd now? Hey, All whatever right. home. Anyway, the reason that TPE is bad, because we really haven't covered why it's bad. Yeah, why is it it's bad? It's porous. It means that it contains little itty bitty holes that your biological material inside your vajayjay or your booty hole will pile up inside of there. I was just going to say, it, yeah. like, I don't care how much prep work you do in the back door. There's still microscopic poop in there. There is. And, and it will get porous, in those little holes, mm-hmm. and you can't sterilize it out. You can't boil it out. You can't toy cleaner it out. Yeah. It's there. It's bad. And once it's been in your booty hole, your booty hole goes everywhere with that toy now. Pretty much, which is why. And, again, some of these toys will actually stain from anal use. Ooh, that's a good notation if you've ever had a, a toy, a dildo, a prostate massage, or a butt plug, any of those things that have stained. If it's stained, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Get it out. Throw it away. Throw it away. Yep. Yeah, it's it's not good. But so long-term use of TPE can lead to bacterial growth, illness, right? Now, it's unusual for phthalates to be in toys today, but that can cause chemical burns and soreness. It can change its coloring, right? But TPE is extremely common in male sex toys. 
Why do you think that is? And is it still dangerous for male sex toys? Like, for example, cock rings. Cock rings, pretty much no. Cock rings are fine. Because it's external use? Yeah, it's external use. You're not putting it inside your body. Okay. All right. But uh, some things like masturbation sleeves, pretty much okay. Uh, Depending on what it is, right? I mean, if it's a masturbator that's, you know, shaped like Sasha Gray's asshole and you're pounding it with impunity and you don't have a... I, I would say that's not something that you would necessarily want to use long term. I think it's one of those be aware and proceed with care. Yeah, pretty now much. Now that you know, like, it's one thing to say, yeah, it's probably okay, but we don't know. We're not doctors. There's We're no not studies indulging. on this. There's it's really one, no studies yeah. from, that's another thing we notice. All of the, a lot of this has been for essentially female use, but you can apply it to butt stuff, which does translate to our male butt stuff fan listeners out yeah. there but like for external use like masturbators cock rings like ball slings like all of that it's actually really common to be in those products so from that perspective it's not insertable into soft tissue and direct to your bloodstream no it's it's superficial at that point so if it bothers you and now you know you know maybe worth looking into other alternatives and there are or prostate just... toys out there that are made out of TPE oh, and that's not okay a hundred percent so My cock first rings and masturbation was, sleeves was oh. a, a jelly toy yeah bad yeah yeah any any so if it's going in your ass it's got the same thing same issues that if it goes in a woman's vagina or her ass uh just don't do that right I mean it's it should be a good quality toy and you should get rid of it if it's a TPE or TPR or any of the other materials we're about to talk about Replace it every few months. Now, here's the last thing. Should Let's talk about double he- double headed dildos oh. for a minute. One of my favorite things to play with when I'm um, having my girl time. Yeah, which is effectively guaranteed sharing of a sex toy. Yep. No matter what you do. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And double headed dildos have a lot of material to them, right? There, I mean, they can be between 12 and 18 inches long. Generally speaking, that's the length for a double headed dildo. And double-headed dildos, because they have that much material, they're very expensive, which is why they make them out of this cheap shit TPE, TPR material. More often than not, I went through and deleted 270 of them from the store. Yeah. And it's a good point because, like, even with condoms, you're still, in a lot of ways, girl and girl time, you're fluid bonding, right? Yeah, you're rubbing your junk against each other. So, like, historically, 15 years in lifestyle maybe happened twice. Yeah. Maybe. And it's been a long motherfucking time. But if you don't intend to be fluid but bonded with somebody, don't share a toy with them. Or if you're going to do exactly. something like sharing a toy like a double-headed dildo, make sure that it is a good quality double-headed dildo like a dorsal, which is silicone, or even the fused products where you can make your own double-headed dildo with the two suction cup dildo, uh, dildos that go together and the balls are in the middle and that keeps you from rubbing your junk together. It's like Legos for your vagina. It's awesome. So good. Yeah, well, anyway, uh, so other materials. What else you got? Um, so tell me about, you mentioned uh, TPR, which is thermoplastic rubber. That one was easy. Yeah, right. It, it's pretty much the same thing as TPR. It's just a different variety. Everything that we just said applies. The major major thing you want to look for is that is they're saying, at least saying to you that it's phthalate-free. You know, the phthalate's going to be in these rubbers and definitely in PVC in a lot of cases, uh, unless, of course, they say that it's not. But that's what they use to make it soft and lifelike, so it's not yeah. hard. I'm going to put you on the spot because we said phthalate a few times. Can you actually spell it? 
because it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> spell like it sounds. No, it's actually P H T H A L A T E S. Okay. And it doesn't it, it doesn't come off the the lips the way that you think it does, but you know, it's uh it, it really phthalates again are not something that's in sex toys often today. Now back in like as late as recently as like 2015, lots of toys had it. Yeah. So things have changed recently Very in much. sex toys. Yeah, which is funny because, like, the shampoo I, I use is paraben-free. And I've been paraben-free for probably eight to ten years mm-hmm. easily. And now I'm just looking at the stuff I've been putting in my fucking vagina. Yeah. It's just, it's surreal. Yeah, nothing like starting a sex toy company to realize that everything you've been doing is wrong for the last, you know, 25 years. But Yeah, anyways, whatever. We pulled back the curtain. We've seen... Whoops. The Wizard of Oz and all his glory. He was now. masturbating. Yes, he was furiously. Um, so let's talk about PVC, which is polyvinyl chloride. PVC is to me probably like, the second scariest one. So when I think of PVC, I think of the like white plastic pipes you get at like the home goods, like the home store, like the Lowe's, the Home Depot's, the Aces, the True Value. You pretty much should because it's more or less the same thing. Are you fucking serious? Uh, yeah, it's just a softened version of it. So PVC stands for polyvinyl chloride. Vinyl chloride actually is widely known as containing carcinogens and off-gassing dangerous materials. So carcinogen, it literally has cancer in the name. Yeah. Like, that's fucking scary. Yeah, PVC's awful, and there's so many toys made of PVC. Uh, and in some ways, they, they put PVC in them because it's pretty easy to make it stiff. So you're really, really, really big dongs, like you're oversized, like 14-inch like dildos. The, the King Kong. Oh, yeah, yeah. huge guck. Okay. Uh, those are very often PVC. And a lot of times, some of the manufacturers out there, Doc Johnson's one of them, just, and I know I said I wasn't going to call out a bunch of names, but they do something, they, they call it SEBS, which is a chemical coating that they put on it to minimize the PVC. Oh, and the Sebs nice. is bad too. So it's awesome. It, it's just not good, it, right? Or, well, and so when you you mentioned off gassing, what does that mean? Is that a chemical reaction? Is it just natural? Uh, as it ages, it just releases gases and oils. So it naturally like disintegrates. Like if it I shrinks. Had- it shrinks as it shrinks yeah. the gases that are naturally inside of it because it probably has these teeny tiny little microscopic bu- bubbles in there and they mm-hmm. pop and yes. degrade. Well, and those and mic- little bubbles also because uh, PVC is extremely porous. And that's where the carcinogens live. Pretty much. Oh, this is scary. Yeah, it's it's not good. Now, again, not all PVC is, is like this, right? Because you'll see some people that'll say made of body safe PVC, phthalate free, vinyl free, right? And it's... Eh. Maybe, but it's still porous, so it's still bad. Okay. All right. right. At the end of the day, porous, bad. No matter what else that they say, if it's porous, it's bad. Yeah. Just remember that it collects all the microscopic debris, and there's no way you can clean it Mm -hmm. out. And there's somebody out there that's going to put that 14-inch giant dong up their butt. Yeah. And I'm sorry for all the germaphobes out there like myself. You'll never be the same again. (laughs) Right. Um, So you mentioned vinyl. So it, are they? Because I think vinyl, and I think like the wet look outfits. Yeah, yeah. Vinyl uh, has a lot of the same potential issues as PVC. Uh, vinyl is usually used in combination with other materials, uh-huh. so it can be PVC and vinyl, or TPR and vinyl. Uh, there can be a lot of times that vinyl is part of the mixture that goes in because vinyl's soft. Mm-hmm. So, but vinyl is also porous and bad. Okay. So 
you mentioned Sebs, and that was again what the chemical. It's just treatment. a chemical that they use, and it's, it's so uh, the almost <laughs> every one of these companies has some bullshit name that they like cyber skin or real skin or sexy skin, and I'm making these up, but it's they're they're all basically names for their material, so they don't have to tell you what they made it out of. Huh. Interesting. So if they say that, if they don't say medical grade silicone, and they say, but it's made with Mickey skin. Yeah. Then I have not been skinned alive to make your toy. <laughs> so it is definitely something you probably don't want in your body. I'd fuck me. Well, I don't know. They might want me yeah. in their body. We just did an episode just where really, nobody wants my penis. Yeah. <laughs> Lies. And that was my best Wild Bill impression because we said skinning you. I don't know. Now I have to go watch Silence of the Lambs. It puts the lotion now, on its skin. Now, I did find something, and I thought it may be okay, and then we, like just having this conversation, something that was a silicone blend like oh. made with sil- silicone? Ew. It, okay, if it Same says thing. silicone blend, it's not silicone. Okay. It's just, it's not. If it it's says silicone blend, it's actually some bullshit to actually be kind of like silicone. Bad. Okay. Uh, and I tell you, the thing that's the worst to me, the one that is like the worst, is jelly anything. Oh, hands down. And looking back, I feel, <sighs> I'd be remiss if I didn't say that predominantly early on especially a good portion of my toys were jelly because the texture and the weight I think and the cost was definitely a deciding factor for me yeah and those are the ones I had a ton of issue with like I said I even had a butt plug like double-headed dildos Mm -hmm. my favorite regular dildo um and it I just can't believe that it didn't occur to me that it wasn't me that was the problem. It was actually what I was using. Oh yeah. And I'm I'm thankful that I never got sick from it because you can get seriously ill, like you said, the bacterial infections that could be caused by these and the off gassing and like I said, the the melting together. They have a a chemical reaction just sitting in your drawer, completely dry, even unused. Maybe you just took it out of the package. And they're slick to the touch when you pick them up. It is. They they feel like they're melting. Yeah. Literally. Well, the funny thing is, when you take it out of the package, you think, oh, this must just be what they coated it with at the factory. I'll just clean it. No. Or, or that it was you, actually... Or that it got hot in the drawer somehow, yeah. like mysteriously warm specifically in that one drawer in this one room at a specific given time. So this, like, is, what, this is what's going to scare sense. the shit out of our listeners right now. Are you going to so, talk about yes. this experiment? Oh, so Dangerous Lily did this experiment. Uh, another shout out to her because she's freaking amazing. But she did this experiment where she filled a jar with her jelly toys. And she put it in a climate-controlled environment in the dark. She did not put it in the sunlight. She did not subject it to heat. And she just let it sit. And I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes. I want you guys to see this. It was terrifying what happened with these toys, how they glued themselves together and just oil pouring out of them. Within five months, the jar was full of oil, just slam full of the oil that came out of these toys. They are so incredibly unsafe. So if you see a toy that looks like a jelly toy, I'm just going to say this right now, just ditch it. And silicone, by the way, just so you know, body safe silicone, medical grade silicone is never, ever, ever clear. Never. Never. It's always either colored or, or cloudy. Milky. Yeah. Yep. So if it's milky, it could be silicone. Look at your box, check with your manufacturer or chuck it and make sure you get one that you know that is. And any manufacturer that does have a silicone toy, they will say a hundred percent silicone or medical grade silicone. Yeah. They they do like 
you know, the pom-pom, you know, fist pump in the air when it, that is the materials they use. Yep. So it takes some research, kind of like when you're looking at nutrition facts and trying to figure out how many carbs something has. Same thing with the back of these boxes and the descriptions. You got it. And anything basically from Amazon or eBay or Alibaba is, or AliExpress are probably bad. Almost all of the toys that those guys sell that are not brand name toys that are clearly labeled as having been made from medical grade silicone or medical grade stainless are bad. Yeah. Well, and we also learned that there is a secondhand market out there, which I didn't know about this for sex toys. Oh, this is gross. And that, well, you know, I'm not going to yuck somebody else's yum, but it does give you less line of sight to what the composition is. Like, I, a germaphobe, I'd be very fucking hesitant and probably. A hundred percent never would purchase something secondhand in like eBay or whatnot. No. Because you just don't know. And it just in my head doesn't feel right. But at the same time, another reason not to is because you don't know unless they give you the brand name, the exact. And then you're trusting the seller. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't know. I, I would I would be highly skeptical. You should be. Well, no, we've scared the shit out of you guys now at this point. You're yeah, like, guys. Hey, oh. welcome to a great sexy time with Mickey and Mallory, <laughs> casual swinger. Yeah. Sorry for scaring real. the dog shit out of you guys, but I do think that we should at least tell these guys what are some safe materials. I know we've talked about medical grade silicone ad nauseum, but what else? Um, you told me that ABS plastic. Yes. Is something. What is that? It's it's. It's a hard plastic that doesn't off-gas. It'll melt like a motherfucker if you set it on fire, so don't do that. But, you know, it's the hard part of those good toys. ABS plastic is very safe so, and like, does not off-gas. Does that equate to, like, the spine of some of those yes. other ones? It's that same material? Yes. Okay. It's the hard plastic part of it. Because I just got myself, or actually, bless you, I love you to pieces. I mentioned double-ended dildo and solving that problem. And, like, you said, you know, the two and the balls are in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, there is a manufacturer that makes them that is silicone and then has that material inside so the complete structure is safe yes love it yeah you just got a whole bunch of new toys as a result of this show as a matter of fact I'm but how about medical grains medical grade stainless steel so this is interesting because stainless steel does not mean medical grade stainless steel correct you and can have cheap stainless just buy something from lowe's you'll see exactly what i'm talking about yeah and you you taught me this i Guess I maybe knew it in the back of my head, but it was a great reminder that medical grade stainless steel will not respond to a magnet. No, it won't. And it doesn't help you when you're looking online. But again, most online manufacturers that you'll find online that do use medical grade will advertise it. Yeah, a good example would somewhere. be Enjoy. Enjoy yep. uses Enjoy, medical and grade. And Enjoy is high quality. Yeah shit right there yeah and honestly uh, you can actually get kind of the same effect out of aircraft grade or marine grade they're both they're all kind of the same <laughs> just the thought of aircraft grade metal in my vagina yeah i know but that's why medical grade's better <laughs> but they're, so they're similar in their function and their reaction so you may yeah. see that and, and that's fine but medical grade is how you want to see it described uh, here's yeah. one that I think is kind of nuts. Stone and ceramic okay. are safe. I don't know that I can name a stone or ceramic toy off the top of my head. Educate me. Marble. Like my mortar and pestle? Mm -hmm. So I could masturbate with my pestle. 100%. As long, well, see, marble's the good because it's a non-porous non rock. It's a non-porous stone. Really? Uh, but when we talk about, you know, because you're not, I mean, a porous well, stone is going to be rough to the touch. You're not going to stick it in your pussy ceramic anyway. goes through a process that hardens it yes. and makes it non-porous, right? Well, and it usually gets a coating on it as well. And that coating makes it smooth. See, it's, ceramic is porous by its nature. I don't know. 
but once know you how I feel when, about that. Yeah, well, see, the coating is kind of everything when we talk about Can ceramic you? and we talk about wood. Are you going to judge me if I take a ceramics class to make a dildo? Have a great time. <laughs> right? But once that coating is cooked, it's glass at that point, is, which is the other I, one, which I, is glass. Glass yeah. is good to go. Yeah. Glass is easy to sanitize. Mm-hmm. I mean, e- you know, you have to be careful. Obviously, don't drop it on your tile floor and, you know, don't do squats while it's inserted because, you know, accidents happen. Right. But, yeah, it's easy it's super easy to sanitize. But yeah, so stone, yeah. ceramic, glass, and of course wood. But I, okay, <laughs> fuck off. You listed this, and I want to call bullshit on it. Wood. Uh huh. Watch for splinters. Yeah, like I, we, I'm. I'm kidding. Uh, so wood has to be coated, right? And so depending on what it's coated in will depend on how or whether it's body safe. Yeah, like like if you like make your own dildo at home and put like straight lacquer on there, it's probably not okay. Correct. Uh, it's probably not. And yeah. also the things, you also have to be careful because acrylic, for example, is water-soluble. So yeah. it'll wash off with your pussy. Yes. So acrylic is not good either. Don't make your own sex toys out of wood. All right, let's just fucking say that right now. Don't do that, guys. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's a thing. So there are some very high-quality wood toys out there that are finished with body-safe materials. I'm going to have to do some research. I find that fi- fascinating because I'd love to know what they coat it with and what the process is and, like, what the applications are. Because in my head, I obviously I divert to dildo because I don't know. Dildo I, seconds. Got it. Oh, my God. What? Lord that's, of the t that's, that's, that's your porn name. It is. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so, so, so I don't want to go into brands okay. that, that make, you know, body-safe toys because I was almost just everybody gonna, makes one. I was just going to ask you that because there are a lot of manufacturers, and some of them are all, you know, they pride themselves on being mostly or all body-safe. And some of them kind of split the difference. Some of them are, some of them aren't. Well, some of them are hell-bent on it, right? Like, Tantus and Fuse are hell-bent on it. Yeah. Like, that's all they do. Yeah. And Blush is, an, is, is one. I mean, they're... Blush has got some. They have, they have some. some not, their whole, whole, not their whole product line, but a good portion of them. Yeah, they have a now, TPE butt plug. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? You have all these great products and you have a TPE yeah. butt plug? So, again, buyer beware. Now, as this applies to men and women, I, I think we mentioned it a little bit, but i just like to reiterate. What are the implications... You know, as far as insertable versus topical, like, sh- again, be aware. Yeah, well, I think it, it like, means you have to look out for yourself, right. right? I mean, it's your body. You need to know what you're comfortable with. If you're comfortable getting a non-latex condom and using any old vibrator or dildo, I, I guess. But at the same time, you need to know you're putting something in your body that could cause a problem. And it's not going to, like, jump out of your chest like an alien or something. It just could cause you some irritation Mm -hmm. and potentially some problems down the line. Yeah, I mean, like, truth be told, don't trust anything or anyone blindly. Yeah, including us. Yeah, 100%. You know, we're not certified in anything. We've just been learning as we go and thought it was a worthwhile share to at least give you what we've learned thus far and it doesn't mean that it's a hundred percent accurate it doesn't mean that we've covered all of the bases because there may be things out there that we don't know just yet but i had a little bit of a shock value oh and i and i did not know or even had the wherewithal to look into potential resources for this i i'm i was 15 16 when i started masturbating with these things and i'm today years old when i'm going through and chucking out a good portion of my sex toy supply. Yeah. Well, what it boils down to is daddy did his homework and then scared the shit out of you. And then here we are. 
yeah. and said, we need to do an episode on this. And initially it was just going to be something we talked about in passing. And then we realized it was going to be not only a whole episode, but a long one. Yeah. And, so. you know, if we had to wrap this conversation up, you know, what advice or what are we doing to to mitigate some of this? Well, first things first, you know, what we would say is we are doing everything we can do to make sure that the things that you buy on casual toys are body safe, but we can't guarantee it. It's your body. So be careful what you put in your body. Make sure, look at the package, see what it's made out of. Google it. Go see what these guys make their shit out of because there's a lot of companies that go out of their way to make sure they don't tell you what they make it out of. And that should scare you by itself. Yeah. And a good rule of thumb, you kind of get what you pay for. And I hate to say that because, you know, budgets are budgets and I, I completely understand that. But at the end of the day, if there's this golden rule of, of changing them out and I know medical silicone lasts longer, but in my head, I feel like there still has to be something secular about it. Like, I probably shouldn't have a dildo for eight years or three years or five years. Right, it's it not your whoopee. Seem, Don't like snuggle it forever. It doesn't seem healthy, even if it's the best model available. So in my head, yeah, I'll pinch my pennies a little more. I'll invest a little more up front to make sure that, you know, I feel c- more comfortable with on a, what I'm putting in my body, but also be proactive about switching that out. And, and a lot of people don't talk about that. Like, Think about it. Ladies, how long have you had that dildo in your drawer? Years, probably. Could be. Right. Hard and to say. Honestly, some vibrators are the same way. Soft vibrators aren't necessarily medical grade. So yeah. replace them often, right? Replace them as, and I know, you know, owning a sex toy company, you guys probably think that's self-serving. I know not everybody buys from us and that's cool. No. We and still just want you to be okay. Exactly. This has nothing to do. And Yeah. I mean, probably, I don't know if it sounds easy. I hope it didn't because, you know, if we didn't have the toy store, we wouldn't know these things. And again, I like, I, I don't even care. I talked about it with our vanilla neighbor the other day. Oh, yeah. And she was a little uncomfortable, but also grateful at the end of it. She threw out she all her sex like, toys. Oh, yeah. She was honest. She was like, hey, I, I have one. Like, okay. Yep. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, and you know what's funny is you notice and I know you noticed the same thing, and so did she, that it was disfigured from sitting in her drawer. Uh-huh. And it didn't tell her not to put it in her pussy. Because no one, she just didn't know any different. But, Mm-mm. hey, why don't you let everybody know where to find us, and we'll come back here with your special box. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I was chewing ice. <laughs> I was so thirsty. I had ice chips. Um, we're Casual Swinger everywhere. Uh, feel free to reach out to us, casualswinger.com, uh, slash travel with us, by the way, if you want to, uh, see what we're up to and, you know, Podcast Palooza, our Rascals trip, um, you name it. We are also on social media. That's Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can find us on the dating sites. That's Double Date Nation, SCC, SLS, and Cassidy. That'll do it. Folks, we'll be back in just a second with another session of Mallory's Hot Box. You've been listening <laughs> to Casual Swing. Hey, guys, and we're back. Uh, Casual Swinger here. I'm Mallory. I am Mickey. And you're unprofessional. I just heard your fucking phone ding. Uh, I'm sorry. It's all good. So, special segment here. 
Mallory's music box. My sound effects are so much better than yours. You yours are, but I still like doing them. <laughs> Special episode of Mallory's box. Yeah, so I ended up in a music K-hole, and it reminded me how much it's a part of our lives in vanilla and swinger life. Um, I'm all, It's so fascinating how it could fit, like, the mood or augment it um, or change it, yeah. right? And I, I absolutely love when I can immerse myself, and it's been a hot minute. You get caught up in life and whatever, and, and I don't take the time to sit and just enjoy it. But every time you do this, our listeners get a cool new playlist, <laughs> and our playlists are available on casualswinger.com, and these playlists are almost always built by Mallory. Yeah, so I do. I am going to go in, and I'm going to update them. I'm going to add a couple things. because I did, I did a few discoveries and like realized that there's other genres that I really like. Maybe somebody else will be interested in them. I don't know. But it it's really funny. I'm going to really draw like seven degrees of eclectic brain here oh boy on how i went from some like nashville songwriter all the way to oh i don't know eminem and ed sheeran how like, the hell did you do that because where did the I'm national songwriter come fucking from? crazy so jess and derek are visiting and they were at a baseball game we got a text from them and it kind of goes into like how they're sitting next to this cool person and it turns out this guy writes music and oh, he's no based out of Nashville. Super cool. He's done like an ad for like West Virginia Farmers Market. And he's got a, like a couple really, really good songs in there. And it got me thinking like, wow, like there's a so, mi- so much talent out there. Like um, Travis Meadows, for example, he is an epic songwriter and actually had a tragedy that happened medically and is going through some things. And so I kind of went down like the country avenue and there's a whole country covers playlist by the way which i found fascinating to a point because it wasn't just country singers covering other country singer songs it was like popular songs so it was a different composition and tone wow and i'm not gonna lie some of them were fucking awful like, really, really bad. Well, it started with a bad country song to yeah. begin with. Yeah, but, like, I stumbled on, like, for instance, uh, Sarah Evans, who, for me, her popularity was probably, like, late 90s, early 2000s, maybe. Um, tall, beautiful woman, probably had a drinking problem. But she covered a fucking disco song and did a pretty good job. No way. Yeah. Is um, that why disco was playing in the kitchen earlier? <laughs> yes. Yes, oh, exactly. So she covered a song by uh, Yvonne Elliman called If I Can't Have You. Uh, the Bee Gees also covered it in the 70s. It was actually pretty, pretty popular. And, yeah, I absolutely had to listen to disco after that. So I went from Nashville songwriter, country, to covers, to now disco. And you Are say you I have me? Just want to point that out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm listening to disco. I'm having a good time. But I, I keep thinking about covers. And I, I have a probably an unhealthy affection for cover songs. Um, but I do like how other people interpret art, right? And then put their own spin on it. Because music is art in a lot of ways. And I landed on Post Malone. Say who? Post Malone. You know, po- Circles. Like, yeah. He's got a bunch of hits. If you... Honestly, if you don't fucking know who he is, we're, we have to get divorced. Because he's kind of everywhere. I wanted you to describe his tattoo. He has ass. Doritos commercial, like okay. the, the with the tattoo of the Dorito on it. Yeah. Um, and for what I kind of love about him is you look at him, and I, I know we've all done it. You go, yeah, he looks a little homeless, but he's actually really fucking talented. His cover songs, his acoustic songs are amazing. 
So I found this live stream he did, and Travis Travis Barker from Blink One Eighty Two was a drummer, mm-hmm. and he covered like Heart Shaped Box and like a bunch of new rock. It was like an hour and seventeen minutes long. So fucking amazing to wow. listen to him. But grunge, right? So he came up in this like R and B hip hop. Um, I, maybe there's another classification for the genre now because it's just so fucking good. Because like I'd put like The Weekend. Up in there. He's just a straight up musician. He's not yeah. really bound by a genre. Is what yeah. And so I I actually started like skipping around and he even does music with like Keith Urban. They covered an Elvis song no for crying out loud. Yeah. It was fucking amazing. I Keith have to Urban's a monster guitar player. By the uh, way. I, I'm not going to lie. As much as I enjoyed uh, listening to the song because I know Keith Urban is um, a really Really great guitar player. I had to watch him play like yeah. at the same time, but it was absolutely amazing. They covered uh, "Baby, What You Want Me to Do," which wow. you have to be. You may have to be an Elvis song to kind of know that. But it's very bluesy. Um, it's probably one of my top three Elvis songs of all time. No kidding. Yeah. So again, I'm I'm in that that hole, and then I come across there's another song with him, Eminem, and The Weeknd. Uh, called Eyes Off You, which is actually pretty catchy. No they had a single out in 2019. Yeah, I know you're you're doing the verbal um, like smile and nod, and I totally get it because I'm off on my tangent. Folks, you're welcome to tune out now because I'm <laughs> I'm I'm about two thirds of the way there. No, I I actually think it's kind of interesting. I mean, I can see him with a, with Eminem, and I can see him with The Weeknd. Yeah, I really couldn't see him doing like a song with Keith Urban. Oh, they that's kind of out there. Yeah, they did a uh, Blue Suede Shoes, and I can't remember uh, what the show that was on, but it was a bunch of country singers like uh, Darius Rucker was there and the lead singer from oh they have the um, girl crush I call it the psychopath lady song mm-hmm. the lead singer of that band okay do you know who I'm talking about yes what's her name it's Little Big Town Little Big Town and the lead singer of that is mm, I don't remember her name but yeah she's oh, hot though she is super hot and she's got a great voice but it was like a bunch of them up there it was it was again really fucking cool but so I'm listening to the song and it's the weekend and Eminem and Post Malone, and the the video that played next and I forgot that I actually liked this song was off Eminem's album back in 2020, with him and Ed Sheeran, and oh, anything Ed Sheeran like does is I went good. yeah I went from Post Malone and them to Ed Sheeran and this was really great and. Then I go back to covers because I'm a psychopath. Wow. Ed Sheeran's got some amazing covers oh, out does. there. A- again, does. if if you're just a, a music fan and you appreciate everyone's tone and composition. His covers are reimagining of the song. In, like he, re- he just doesn't sound like a karaoke version of the song when Ed Sheeran does. Yeah. And two great examples of that are um, We Found Love by Rihanna mm-hmm. and then Trap Queen by Fetty Wap. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's a trap song. Yeah, well, it sounds like you got but trapped in a Sheeran, hole today listening to but music. But Ed Sheeran covered it, and he did a fucking great job. All and again, right. another it's a, it was a reimagining. Now, are you going to put all these songs somewhere our listeners can find them because they just listen to you talk about your evening of music? Oh, or... fuck. Oh, I guess I'll have to put the YouTube links in my notes and then send them to you to put them in the show notes. That sounds like a good idea. So anyway, someone please help me because then I, I capped off the evening listening to one of my favorite quote-unquote cover bands they do have originals out there it's called walk off the earth oh they're awesome what's really fucking cool not only do they reimagine if you like to listen and watch music they have a very unique way of producing it for example they covered um old town road mm-hmm. which was 
one of the biggest songs. What was it last year? Twenty nineteen. Yeah. So they use um, change in a pan or a cup or a jar. They had coffee cups. They had bells. But yeah, they use a no, lot of non-traditional things as musical yeah, instruments. Yeah, a closer. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, they use kazoo's. Yeah, well, didn't or is, kids' toys? Wasn't that the one where she actually went into labor during the filming no, of the that's, song? That's I can't feel my face. Oh, okay, with that weird machine thing. It was and then an they Australian the, instrument. It I was I I never figured out what the name of the instrument was, but and then they had like the little horns, like uh-huh. the squeezy things, like are on babies' toys. Right. It, they're they're just amazing. Yeah, those guys so, are really really cool. Yeah, and her cover of Thunderstruck. Oh my god, she's so fucking hot. So just go watch her them because she's smoking hot. All Let's right. start with that thunderstruck. Just sit around and masturbate and enjoy the badass. So, <laughs> anyway, so that's my diatribe for the evening, folks. Thanks for playing along, and I'll try to include this in the show notes if you're interested. And if you're not, I don't blame you for tuning out. No, oh, I don't think anyone's going to tune out on that because people love your playlists and they probably want to hear what the hell you've discovered lately. So, you know, we'll jump back to that segment every once in a while for you guys, so you can hear what's going on in Mallory's head. Other than the sick, perverted, twisted shit that we all do on the regular basis. Well, some, you know, a lot of times music is incorporated into that. So, <laughs> well, I think that pretty much does it for us. Do you want to say bye to everybody? Bye, everybody. Well, that was easy. <laughs> You've been miss- listening to an episode we called for novelty use only. If you guys like what we had to say, didn't like what we had to say, reach out and let us know. And if you want more information, make sure to go check out Dangerous Lily's blog site. That woman has a lot to say about this subject. She knows what she's talking about. This has been a blast, folks. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Bye, I'll miss you. Bye.